Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns, and you know it, and you also know that I'm excited to be here with you. I'm certainly more excited than I was yesterday. Gosh, was that something? <laughs> I mean, you know, that that just was so hard for me to share that story. You know, there's so much, you know, guilt and so much shame that I've I've had to unpack over the years of, you know, those kind of stories. And as I said yesterday, you know, that was just one of them, right? Like that I have so many stories like that, you know. And and you know, it's it's really uh, I mean, number one, it felt really good at the end to, to share this story, you know, so, so that is something also, right, that, uh, that you know, that, that we should be willing to share these stories because, you know, because sharing them and, and kind of getting them out of ourselves is something that, you know, it, it's part of the, the healing process, right? And so, and, and that's kind of what I wanted to get into today. I know we're doing a quick segue in here today, um, but but there's a couple of things that I want you to get out of, of what you saw yesterday in that story, okay? Number one, right, is I want you to see the potential for how things can change, right? Because most people, right, even just watching me in these videos and listening to me in this, in this podcast, I'm sure most people out there were like, I hardly believe that this guy could be that angry at any given time, right? And certainly so angry to say something so horrible and mean and, and rude, like that doesn't seem like this guy talks about compassion all the time. He talks about forgiveness all the time. I mean, how it's impossible that this is the st still the same person, right? But it is the same person. And the, and the beautiful thing is like the, 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 the other, the, the sub, uh, you know, heading for this one, right? As I said, there's two things. Well, this first thing, right? The ability to see that there's a potential for change as a subcategory, right? Which is how the change happened, right? And, and it is nothing different from what I am going to teach you if you join my my new course called uh, Anger Transformed, which is starting in about three weeks, right? If, you know, every single thing that I'm going to teach in that course is exactly what I have practiced to get to where I am, where I came from that guy who you heard about yesterday, right, to the person I am now, right? Everything, that I did to get from that to the, to here is exactly what I'm going to be teaching in the 12 week course. Exactly. Like nothing. I mean, well, actually I shouldn't say that because for me, there was a ton of trial and error, right? As I was going through it, you know, it took me years to get to the point where it's like, okay, this is what I really need to do, you know? Um, and so, and so for, for, for all of you, it's going to be a much more streamlined process, right? It's 12 weeks. I've, I've, I figured it all out now. Right. And so, and I have, I have the course design so it's it's smooth it's seamless it's easy it's simple and i can't wait to show you i really can't so that's the first thing that i want you to take out of this this whole um you know this this story that i told yesterday right or certainly the story between you know seeing me then versus now right like that's the first thing that i want you to see is the is the potential for change okay but the other thing that i want you to see in this kind of you know, grows from the potential for change, right? Is that I want you to recognize, or, or my, my hope, my goal is that you will recognize that, you know, even back then, right? Even 10 years ago when I did that horrible thing. And, and again, I have plenty of stories, 
plenty of stories of what happened back then, just like that, right? There was, you know, plenty of other young kids that I talked really nasty to, other, you know, older people. It doesn't matter. I was an equal opportunity jerk back then, you know. But that's the thing. I wasn't a jerk, right? And 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 most people, right, if you were not the object of my ire, right, you know, most people would not think of me as somebody who was specifically angry. You know, it, it just wasn't, I didn't wear it that way. And then the thing is, right, and this is really what I want to talk about today. This is the segue into today's subject is that um, I, I didn't think of myself as angry, which is hard to believe. I know given, given the way I described what I, what I went through yesterday, right? Like I, I, <laughs> I don't see how anybody in their right mind, and I, I was in my right mind at various points during those times, but it's hard to see how anybody in their right mind could possibly miss that anger, right? It's impossible, right? Or at least it seems impossible, but it's not impossible because, hello, that's what I was. Like, I never thought of myself as an angry person. And most of the people around me didn't think of me as an angry person. Now, most people probably, I think, if I look back and I remember, you know, there were some people who thought I was, and again, the people who were the objects of my ire, right? When I owned my little cafe, you know, all the people that worked for me, you know, considered me angry. In fact, there's a, a woman who worked for me back then who was a, uh, you know, making the espresso drinks and the, you know, barista job. And, um, and she she came up with a drink that she named the angry art. Like that's how much she identified me as angry, right? But most people in my life, no way, no way. What they saw was they saw a guy with a temper. They saw a guy who had a lot of pressure. They saw a guy who was, um, you know, just very busy. They saw a guy who, you know, had a lot of responsibilities. They saw a guy who was, you know, maybe highly stressed, right? But not angry. I was a nice guy. You know, I, I was a guy that, you know, I did lots of kind things. I was always, you know, telling jokes and, you know, listening to Grateful Dead. And, you know, like it was, you know, I, I'm like one of the nice guys, right? But beneath it, I was just seething with this anger all the time. But not even, but we're not even talking about what other people thought of me. I'm talking about what I thought of myself, right? Because I never thought that I was an angry person, Right. In fact, what I thought was that just the rest of the world was just stupid. Right. And that what I was doing was I was just being reasonable and natural. And I was just expecting people to also be reasonable and, and just not stupid, right? I mean, I thought it was just, you know, I'm just living my life out here. I am busy. I got a lot of responsibilities. You better get out of my way. You know, who the hell are you? Right. That's how I used to think of things. But not that I was an angry person, right? I saw, you know, the, the, you know, again, I felt that I had a temper. But, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't the temper that was the problem. It was the person who triggered the temper that was the problem. You know, that hole in the wall? Yeah, you know, you made me do that, right? You know, that's the way that I would think, right? I would also hold grudges. Like, I mean, amazing grudges, like, like epic, you know, just, just absolutely saga of grudges. Like I just would not let go of things, but that didn't occur to me as anger. 
right? That that occurred to me just as, you know, that's a natural, uh, uh, you know, penalty that somebody has to pay. I mean, you did something dumb, you have to pay for it. And I'm going to be angry with you, or sorry, I shouldn't say the word anger, but I'm going to resent you for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and that's the way it goes. Right. I used to think that that uh, that that I was someone who, um, you know, again, not thinking of myself as an angry person, but I was always protective of my, you know, the respect that people were giving me. I was I was, you know, protective of, you know, of, of all of that kind of stuff, like the way people treated me, the way people talked to me, um, you know, the, the the demands that I had of, of others, you know, that was something that it was always very, very, you know, high in my mind, right? But I never associated with myself as having an anger problem. And this is really a big issue, right? And this is why, you know, why I'm talking about it today. And as we're, we're you know, really in the nascent, uh, you know, levels of this, uh, this program that's, that's starting to arise, you know, that's going to be happening in a few weeks now, um, <laughs> you know, uh, there's a lot of people out there who, who don't think that they have anger issues. Right. There are people who feel like, again, like the way that I did, I felt like I was just very busy. That's why um, I have less temper, you know. And again, I just happen to be surrounded by people who are just doing dumb things. It's not my fault. <laughs> I need to stop doing dumb things and I'll stop with my temper. It's that easy. <laughs> you know, you have the power, <laughs> right? And so what happens when we, you know, you know, there's so many of us out here who who don't realize that we have anger issues. And so... And so let's, you know, and again, it's like, you know, we, we don't necessarily see the anger, right? But we see the, uh, you know, we see the hole in the wall, right? Or we see the, the, the dented bumper on our car, right? Because we, we rushed out of a parking space and we hit some pole or something like that, right? We, you know, we, we see damaged relationships, Right. We see that. But again, we see it in terms of, you know, not not that I have done something to damage this relationship, but all these people that I just somehow that fate brought me in with, you know, that, that, you know, these are all the people. These are the reasons why I'm having the issues that I'm having. These are the reasons why I have to lose my temper. I have to lose my temper for these people. Right. Like it's some sort of responsibility for me to, to change them, to, to help them out, to save them somehow. Right. I mean, these are the thoughts that run through a person's mind, especially a person who is in that anger. Because, again, to, to say that we have an anger issue, right, to say that we we, we you know, have an issue that has to be uh, dealt with and has to be somehow repaired. Right. Well, that is the kind of thing that is going to tweak our anger in a very, very strong way. Right. And when I say tweak, I mean, like, twist the knife, you know, <laughs> like it's not a good thing. Right. And and that's and that and that's exactly the problem. Right. Is that when we're in that anger place, we don't see things for what things really are. OK, not only do we not see things, you know, from the outside as things really are. In, in other words, you know, the things that we see around us, but also we we also miss sort of judge or 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 you know misestimate 
our own actions and our own words and our own gestures and 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 all of it, right? And in, in, in specifically in that way, when we're experiencing anger, right? We have a sense that we, I'm sorry, not that we have a sense that, but when we are experiencing anger, we, we tend to lose sight of the, you know, sort of wrongness of something we might say or do, right? In other words, you know, we have this, you know, we lose our filter a little bit, right? Like, like, you know, we all have a filter, right? That it, it, it should, you know, we all have potentially have a filter, right? Um, there's some people that you see who don't have a filter, right? And you see that and you're like, wow, you know, that person really just laying it out there, just letting it all hang out, right? Well, again, there's a very good chance that that person is seething with anger inside and doesn't even realize it, right? Because, because again, when we're, when we're experiencing anger, especially when anger starts to approach the level of rage, right? But I mean, that's like without question, right? But, but even, um, but even without being rage, even at low levels of, you know, what, you know, anger again, goes from everything from a, a little annoyance, like, oh, my coffee got cold to, you know, to, to, to blind, you know, shaking rage, right? All of that is anger, right? And so, and so it's a spectral kind of thing. And the intensity, of course, on each end of that spectrum and everywhere, you know, gradiating in between, right? That is going to, that intensity is going to impact the severity of what I'm talking about here, right? But, and, and, but, but as it gets to a certain point, right? Like we, we start to feel that, that it's okay to call a 17 year old kid that horrible term that I used right to his face, right? It wasn't like I was like said it under my breath as I was walking out or something. I was like made eye contact with that kid and, t and spoke to his soul and let his soul know that I thought he was that horrible thing, right? Now, of course, I mean, I am a person who's grown up with, with very strong morals, with very strong uh, conviction of, of, of compassion and kind. I mean, that stuff has all been, you know, I, I've always known and, and sort of felt that stuff through my whole life. But yet in that moment, I felt it was completely natural, completely justified, completely normal to call that 17-year-old kid that word that I called him. Right. Like, like at no point did that, that occur to me like, oh, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> like, that's not okay. At no point did it occur to me that way. In fact, if somebody had confronted me on it, I would have defended what I said. Because again, to me, it was that kid's fault. It wasn't something that was about me. It was about this kid doing something that was dumb. And he deserves to be punished for that. That's the logic that happens when we're in that anger space. And so there's a very good chance that you're experiencing anger on a level that you don't even realize. And so I want to invite you to have some conversations about this, right? Whether it's a conversation with me or a conversation with anyone. You know, maybe approach, you know, a good friend or maybe approach a, uh, you know, a spouse or, or a relative and ask, like, you know, do you see me as an angry person? And see what happens when you ask that question. See what happens when you ask yourself that question, right? Like, look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I an angry person? 
And it's okay, right? Because, but again, like, as I was saying, like, if we, you know, the, the perception thing comes in really strongly here, right? Because as we're asking ourselves that question, like, am I an angry person, right? Do I have a problem with anger? That right there is something that your anger is going to make you very resistant to admit, so you see how this becomes very, very confusing. It becomes very overwhelming in its confusion. It becomes like a funhouse mirror room. Like you just, you don't know. At a certain point, you get lost in it. And you, you just don't know how to get out of it, right? And in that way, that is how anger becomes your habit, right? And I talk about that a lot in these, in these videos and podcasts, how, how all of what we do is, or 95% of what we do as human beings is driven by habit, right? It's completely automatic, right? And so, so when you, when you, when you live in a place of chronic anger, just like living in a place of chronic stress, what happens then is that the anger is like always right there, right? It's almost like having somebody standing right behind you, right? Like if, if you're you know, walking right behind you, if you and you stop short, they bump right into you, right? Like, oh, you know, like it keeps happening all day, right? Because the anger is right there. And I mean, there's another, <laughs> um, there's another story that I have from my wedding day, okay? Yeah, I mean, I've got no shortage of these stories, I'm telling you. On my wedding day, right, it was supposed to be the, the happiest day of my life, right? The happiest day of my wife's life, right? It's supposed to be nothing but love, right? Well, after the, you know, we went down to City Hall. We, we had a situation where between our two families, it was like we had a guest list of like, you know, everybody wanted to invite everybody. And it was like we'd, have, we'd wind up having like 500 people at our wedding and spending so much money that we didn't want to spend. So we, we actually went down to City Hall and then we bought ourselves a house. Like that's literally the way we went but but we had already bought the the dress and the tux and the the hired the photographer and the whole thing and we we wound up going to a friend's restaurant that's right near city hall in new york city uh took the, took over the basement it was a wednesday afternoon you know so we just had our immediate family had a great great big you know meal like real family style meal and you know i don't know 45 bottles of champagne or something like that but you know we had a great time and it was wonderful but but it wasn't a traditional wedding, right? And much to the chagrin of our parents and everything. Um, but again, it was like the wedding was more for them than it was for us. So so we made that decision. But anyway, um, after the after the little ceremony we did, you know, and before we went to the restaurant, you know, the ceremony at City Hall, it's really kind of awesome too. You know, the the judge, like you know, you can really see the humanity in in civil servants. You know, when you get married with civil servants. But anyway. Um, so we, we had the photographer booked, we had the dress, we had the tux, so had the flowers, so I had the boutonniere, so so let's let's take some pictures. And we got the Brooklyn Bridge right there, right? Like the Brooklyn Bridge like sees City Hall. So you're literally like two blocks away. Now it so happens that my great grandfather was part of the crew that built the Brooklyn Bridge. He actually died building the Brooklyn Bridge. Hundreds and hundreds of people died. They fell into the cement, and they didn't have the means to stop the cement. So literally, my grandfather's bones are in the stones that, that hold up that bridge. And that's something I, I, I take some pride in. I mean, it's like a really great part of like New York history, you know? And it's New York City, too. It's not like, you know, it's, it's a 
pretty big deal. The Brooklyn Bridge, right? Um, one of the most iconic bridges in the world, right? Um, so there we are on this iconic bridge standing over my ancestry and just really, you know, my parents are there, her parents are there, the photographer's there, and we're all, you know, we're taking pictures, we're having a great time, the photographer's staging us here and, you know, staging us there, and we're going through all this stuff, it's a gorgeous day, everything's going great, it's middle of February, but it was like 60 degrees or something, like one of those situations, right, where we just, you know, we lucked out, right, everything was going beautifully, right, and then all of a sudden, this guy comes riding by on a bicycle, right? Like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's just a guy on a bicycle, but no. You see, he was disrespecting me, right? Because this is my time. This is the most special day in my whole life. And so this guy's just going to ride through, and he didn't even say excuse me, right? He didn't even say pardon me, folks, or, or even say like, hey, congratulations. You know, he just rode by like he belonged there. And uh-uh. I was not going to have it. And so literally I found myself like, like he, he kept riding. So like I yelled something at him, he yelled something back. He turned around, gave me the finger and I like literally started running after him <laughs> in my tuxedo. Like, like bring him like, come back here. You, <laughs> I'm going to get you. So, so my point again is that there are so many examples of this, right? Where again, I didn't consider myself as, you know, as somebody who was angry, right? But, and, and, and for sure, this little incident, right? Like when I describe and I just say a guy riding on, on his bike, it sounds so like, well, how could that have upset you so much, right? And it's real. I mean, of course, yes. How could it have? It's absurd, it is absolutely absurd, but that's how it is because the anger is just standing there waiting, just waiting for the excuse to come out and show its hideous face. <laughs> it's not really a hideous face. And that's actually part of it is that, you know, one of the, the, the most effective things that I have done over the course of the last 10 years to, to transform from that guy to this guy is to actually befriend my anger. I know that sounds weird, but it's true. And that's one of the things that we're going to be doing in the course that's starting in about three weeks from now. Although the person I've just uh, started working with on my marketing, who's going to help me uh, generate some, uh, some interest around this uh, course, he was like, uh, I need like six weeks. <laughs> so, so we'll see. We're going to, we're going to, We'll see who comes out on top of that. Now, in the past, now this is a perfect example. In the past, I would have gotten angry at that, right? There's like, it's reasonable, right? I mean, he's telling me how long it takes him to do the job that he does. I'm not the guy that designs and, and brands and, and does advertising. That's not my thing. I can tell you how long it'll take me to teach somebody mindfulness, right? So so if I tell you it's this 12-week course and somebody comes back and says, oh, well, I was thinking three weeks, be like, well, that's great for you, but it's not going to work, <laughs> you know? I mean, there's nothing to be upset about. But but in the past, this would have made me angry. And I would have said, you son of a gun, you do it. You just do it. I don't care what it takes, you know? And then what happens, right? My relationship is soured right from the very beginning. And, and ultimately, you know, like he feels crappy about himself because I'm insulting him, I'm demanding of him, I'm, I'm being this, this ragey guy. 
So he feels bad about himself. I wind up feeling guilty about myself because that's one of the things that happens in anger is that, again, because we don't filter ourselves, right? So we'll, we'll blow up at somebody and we'll say a bunch of stuff. And then once we calm down, we sit there and we say, oh, my gosh, what did I do? How did I do that? What did I do? And then there's the guilt and the shame. And then this all kind of creates this sort of, sort of karmic effect, right? Which is like we have to work all this out. Right. And, and it doesn't just go away. Right. You have to resolve it somehow. And in trying to resolve that, guess what? Life keeps happening and anger is still right there. And so even while you're trying to resolve the thing that, that you embarrass yourself because you were angry, you know, yesterday, you know, because of that, that resolve that you're trying to the resolution that you're trying to come to. You know, when somebody cuts you off on the road or your your coffee isn't right at Starbucks or some bicycle guy rides by when you're in your special moment, you know, you're just going to erupt, erupt. There's no like there's no gradient to it. Right. It's like from zero to 60 instantly. And that's how anger works. And that's how anger is going to continue to work until you actively and intentionally bring a change to it. And that change is exactly what I'm offering in this new course called Anger Transformed. Okay, we're going to transform that anger into something that's far more beneficial for you and far less damaging for you. And it will take about 12 weeks. Okay, the course is 12 weeks. You're going to start feeling different in about three or four weeks, you know, but it takes 12 weeks for the whole thing to happen. It's kind of like antibiotics, right? You don't stop taking antibiotics just because you start feeling better. You know that the antibiotics still have to go through all that they're doing. Otherwise, the illness is going to pop right back up. Same thing with this course. In three weeks, you're going to be acting completely different and you're going to be interacting with your life in a completely different way. But if we just stop there, Another three weeks goes by and you're going to be right back where you were. But if you give me 12 weeks, then we can make a change that, that is, you know, on its way to being permanent. All right, everybody. So if you, you know, I'm going to put the link in the uh, description again to, uh, to uh, you know, book a call with me. In the next few days, I will have a landing page, which is exciting that you can read more about um, the the program and stuff and actually, you know, sign up for the webinar that I'm going to do in a couple of weeks. Um, so I'm really excited about all of this and I hope you're excited too. And if so, if, if anything that I've said today or yesterday or both resonate with you, or if someone in your life, if you feel that you have someone in your life who, you know, has an anger problem, but they don't know that they have an anger problem. I want to talk to you about that, okay? And, and you know, there, there's probably ways that I can help you to a, approach that person so that we can get them the help that they really need, right? Instead of just surviving it, okay? And I've been there, and I know how my family was around me. So I am somebody who is really sympathetic to what you're living with. So if, if you're in that situation where you have a spouse or a friend or a relative or a parent or children who are really angry and you don't think they realize how angry or, or maybe you've never thought of the fact that they don't realize how angry they are, please call me Let, or book a call with me. Let's, let's get into a conversation. Let me help you figure that out. All right. 
All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I have to book right now to do my uh, Learning to Surf uh, Adam and Art Hour uh, podcast recording. So I'm going to sign off here real quick. And um, yeah, I'll be posting those links in the description. And uh, I wish you well. And I hope to see you soon.